You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This was their best album, Blood, Sugar, Sex, Magic. Not Stadium, Arcadium, or whatever that was. No, I like this one. Uh, this one was my... You know, when uh, when I was growing up, Gordon, uh, CDs were a big thing. And so, you know, everybody had their, their book of CDs or whatever. And, and this one was pretty much a staple in everybody's, like... Everybody had that album in their in their CD case or whatever. They really, you know, that's one of those bands that goes through this transition from being these young kids that were kind of crazy. And they, next thing you know, they're having families and they have all sorts of responsibilities beyond just the music. And it's interesting to see how it affects what they come up with. You mean Flea isn't dancing around in his underwear anymore? No, he probably still is. Probably uh, still getting after but, it. But, but, but I don't know. You know how guys just grow up and get a little a little more mature at times. I mean, I are they still walking around with socks, you know, only socks? No, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm not sure. But you know what? They are, you know, one of the, the few bands ever in the kind of rock era or, or whatever that have consistently put out great music over a very long period of time. Didn't some of those guys go to high school together? I'm not sure, actually. I'm not I, sure I, the history I, on yeah, it. Yeah, I think they did. It's kind of a cool, you know, to think that there's that kind of talent, that kind of future success within a couple of buddies at school when you're 16 years old, you know? Well, didn't uh, Yogi Berra and uh, Bob Euchre grow up on, like, the same block or something no, like that? No, not Bob Euchre. It was... Uh, it was uh, uh, Gargiola. Is that what it was? Anyway, I always yeah. heard that. Joe, Joe Gar- that. Wasn't that his name? Was it Joe Gargiola? The catcher that was said he was always the second best catcher on his own block. <laughs> that's the that's the one I'm telling about. I thought it yeah, was Bob. Yeah, grew up U- with the Yogi Berra. Yeah. No, it wasn't Bob Euchre. No. Uh, I think it was Joe Gargiola, if I'm saying that right. But, uh, I always heard that as... Uh, as uh, Bob Euchre, but anywho, well, you can go, you can Google. No, it if you it's want. right here. I, no, that's not, what I not, was no, doing. Now it, not, now it becomes a matter of pride. Uh, now, now you gotta do it. No, I, I want to know. I did do it. And Joe you, Garagiola you, and Yogi Berra grew up together. Yeah. Both of them played major league baseball, and Joe went on to be a well-known baseball announcer. And Yogi, of course, uh, was only said only said uh, you know ninety percent of the things he didn't say. It'd just be crazy to grow up on the. Be like the second best catcher in your little league, you know. Like you're if good I, enough to make it to the major, to the majors, but all growing up you were number two. <laughs> if uh, memory serves, that was in St. Louis. Uh, I grew up, I believe. So, all right, let's uh, let's get to a little what's going on uh, today, Gordon. Where we check in with the other shows on the Zone Sports Network. Want to remind you, our friend Matt Williamson is going to join us uh, coming up at uh, at. 4.30, I believe. And then at 5, David Locke jumps on the show as he does each and every Wednesday. And, uh, yes, the Not Sports Report will be at 4.50. Let's see if we can't be productive with that segment today, Gordon. How about it? <laughs> Look, 
Don't insult me like that. I was let's, productive every day. Let's go for nine. Are, are some days better than others? Perhaps, yes. But Let, uh, but they're always productive in one way or another. Let, here's the standard I want to set today. Not depressing and not uh, Chester-y. <laughs> let's leave Chester out of it and, and let's find something not depressing. It doesn't have to be uplifting, but just not depressing. I'll see what I can do. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right, uh, Joe Ingalls was on with DJ and PK this morning, and Joe's always great, uh, never to be missed. Uh, you can uh, wherever you download your podcasts, you can uh, download that. Search out Joe Ingalls show, and he was very good today. Uh, but they asked him uh, about passing John Stockton on the all-time three-pointers made list. Let's give it a listen. So I'm not going to ask you to brag on yourself because after seven years, I know that's a waste of time. You are now the franchise record holder in three-pointers made. Rather than just talk about that, what I do want to ask you is what does it mean to you as you – you're not done yet, obviously, but at this point to make a vital contribution to the franchise? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty crazy. I I haven't honestly thought about it too much. And uh, me and Renee and I have spoken a le- about it a little bit at home and stuff, but it was just kind of like that. Like, se- I mean, seven years ago, there was there was zero, te- well, one team, obviously, but at the time, zero teams that wanted me. And the the Millers, Dennis and, and Quinn, um, obviously gave me a chance and, and brought me in here. And obviously, I'll be forever grateful for, for the Millers and, and the front office and Quinn, obviously, um, to, to give me that chance because I was uh, what, uh, 24 hours away from getting on a flight and going back to, to Australia and playing in the NBL probably. Um, so obviously very, very lucky and, and I obviously realised that, that, that the opportunity they gave me and then to, to have a coach. Um, I've talked about obviously Quinn a lot. Um, throughout my years on here and, and not how good he is as a coach and all that, but just how good a person he is too. To, he genuinely cares, obviously not just about me, about every player that's been here in some capacity for however long they've been here. He's taken the time to get to know him and, and puts in that effort and it, and it makes you want to do everything you can to play for the guy. And he cares about us. Like he asks about Renee and the kids more than he asks about how I'm feeling. So to have a coach that that's like that and then, with all that, it obviously makes you want to repay him and the franchise. And, and for me, it was, I've said it before, I was on that non-guaranteed and I was was not going to let that kind of slip up and, and let that go. And I was obviously lucky to make the team and then sign a two-year deal. And um, I guess, again, kind of lucky through a little bit of luck with, with injuries and stuff. Um, I got thrown in the starting five for a finals or my first playoff series, and we beat the Clippers. We go on this little run, um, and it's just kind of the evolution. Kind of every year's been something a little bit different. But um, honestly, I've every day, every game, practice, whatever it is, I've really just try to obviously give everything I possibly can to to try and repay the Millers, the the franchise, for for the opportunity they gave me. So. Um, I mean, seven years ago, I never would have thought... I mean, I never thought I would have been here still, to be honest with you. Um, but to, to, to then break a record and then obviously for it to be a record held by 
a guy that was here for so long and is is the Utah Jazz when you you think of the franchise. So um, yeah, pretty special. I, I like I said, I haven't overthought about this. It's probably the most I've talked about it since it happened. Um, probably in the the future years coming up, I'll, I'll think about it more. But I mean, at the end of the day, let's be honest. Donovan's going to steal it off me, and I already said as soon as. <laughs> As soon as Donovan makes like a bunch of threes in a game, I'm going to blast him in the media and say that he's selfishly <laughs> just doing it to take my record. So, um, no, it's a, I mean, it is an honor. Like, I, I'm slightly proud. Um, and like you said, I don't I don't really like talking about myself too much, but it is, it is something that's pretty cool that I, I honestly never thought would happen. So, yeah, a massive, obviously a massive thanks to to the Millers again and, and Dennis and Quinn and, and the fans who were yelling at me to shoot when I was 20 feet open in my first year and I was scared <laughs> to shoot. Um, but, yeah, we got there. That was Joe Ingles from this morning, the Joe Ingles Show, talking about moving past John Stockton on the all-time jazz three-pointers made list. And, and if you look at Joe's story as a whole, Gordon, it's a great story. It really is. Oh, yeah, I remember sitting down with uh... – with Joe and writing a big long feature article about him way back at the beginning when he was first with the jazz and first emerging as a useful player. And yeah, I remember back to him talking about his, uh, his teacher who told him he should pursue something else and, and wanting to prove that he could really be a, a, a successful basketball player growing up in Adelaide there, down there and, Australia, and he compared Adelaide to Salt Lake City. He thought the two cities reminded him of each. And, and then just the fact that he was able to, uh, to where he came from, that he was able to overcome the doubters and, and have this terrific career. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> he didn't even get a lot of playing minutes when he was playing over in Europe. No, he didn't. Here's where I give um... – Joe, a lot of credit, Gordon, is he is he's always gotten better. You know, he didn't come in as a as a young, raw product. You know what I mean? He was a little bit older. He had had a lot of experience. He had a lot of success there in Australia. Uh, but uh, he he got a, a bite at the apple and he has constantly improved his game. I heard uh, maybe we'll ask Locke about this coming up at five. But he was on with uh, Hanson Scotty. I think it was yesterday. And he talked about how um, appropriate it was that uh, Joe's t- uh, record-breaking three, actually the two he made that game, were off-the-bounce threes coming off the pick-and-roll because that was not something that he had in his game two years ago. And Locke did a nice job of kind of going through the progression of, of how Joe's gotten better as a basketball player and as an athlete, gotten into better shape, improved his release. You know, he was primarily a catch-and-shoot guy. He's added the off-the-bounce to his game. He's just become a better and better player and uh, I like that 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 is rewarded with a bigger and bigger role I bet it gives it, it gives you know G League guys or undrafted guys or, or you know guys that have been cut from NBA squads it should give them hope that if they keep working on their craft and they keep showing out and taking advantage of opportunities that they they could be a starter or a six man or you know you know Joe plays a really crucial role on this team and he's stuck around here for seven years. And he's got another, what, three on his contract, two on his contract? I mean, he's turned into, you know, a, a jazz guy, a jazz lifer, so to speak. And it's it, it's a great story, great story. And, you know, the fact that he has the background that he has is reflected in his attitude, you know? 
just like you were talking about. You heard him say, I don't like necessarily talking about myself, although he probably does a little bit. But, you know, I mean, he, he's he's got it in perspective. He never expected this kind of money, this kind of success, but he worked hard for it, and he, and he deserves it. And it's, it is a cool story. I, I like it. This is one of those stories that a lot of people can learn from and, uh, you know, I guess to believe in yourself. Pretty, and he always thanks uh, Dennis and, and Quinn Snyder and the Miller family anytime uh, you know he's praised. He he always goes back to it. It's it's one thing he does. But they saw they saw it. You, you mentioned he wasn't playing big time minutes over there in Europe. And where did he play? Spain and Israel, I I believe. You know, it's not like he yeah. was dominating those leagues. And uh, they they saw something in him. Uh, a little bit later on in that interview, uh, DJ asked him about that, what they saw in him, and Joe basically said he didn't know, but that you know when Quinn Snyder was coaching in Russia, uh, uh, Joe played against him. Like there there was something that the Jazz saw with him uh, to to bring him in after he was released from the Clippers. And of course the 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 dominant storyline at the time, right, was oh they just signed Dante Exum's buddy. You know, the, the Dante Exum's first autograph, and he's Australian, and he's going to help him come in and get adjusted and give him a mentor and all this. And it, 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 he was just, it, it wasn't about that. They saw potential in Joe Ingles and, uh, and thought that they could cultivate it. And that's exactly what they did. And I'm sure, you know, Gordon, Joe, Royce O'Neal, I mean, the Jazz have got to be selling this to, to hungry players out there. Listen, you, you come into our org. You go play for the stars for a little while, and if you ball out, we'll give you a shot. Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt that that, that is being spread around the league. That is part of the that's part of the whole purpose of the whole thing, other than to get as good as they can be right now. But they want that reputation around, and log on if they haven't developed it. I mean, take Joe Ingles, who is playing for the Melbourne South Dragons and you turn them into a useful player that teams have to uh, game plan for, and that, that that's your selling point right there. You're a big Dragons fan, aren't you? Can we get you a <laughs> drop that says, Go Dragons? <laughs> you want me to say you want me to say that? Really? Yeah, you sure. Want me to? Yeah, go. I mean, is, is are we ready? Uh, I think we're ready. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. getting the thumbs up. Go Dragons! All right, there you go. Big Dragons fan, you know, Gordon Monson. His, uh, his teacher uh, there in uh, Australia when he was growing up, Mrs. O'Reilly. Are you just uh, she, rereading your column you wrote? No, no, I was just looking through my notes, <laughs> and, I, and I found a notepad here, and it said that he, uh, it said that her, his representation of her quote to me was, that basketball wasn't a quote realistic career choice. Well, how do you feel about that now, Mrs. O'Reilly? Well, I'd, uh, you know, in Australia, how much are basketball players compensated down there? I'd actually be curious to know. But he's obviously made it much, much bigger than that. And he's back on the Australian national team, which he tweeted out about after the game last night, which you know is a a big point of pride uh, for Joe and actually for this entire kind of generation of Australian players who have done better in international play than any team in in Australia history. Do you know that Joe Ingalls was almost born in England? No, I did not, but I'm assuming that was in your column. Uh, I'm just looking through my notes. Yeah, he was... uh... 
he he uh i believe his parents moved to australia when he was uh when his mom was expecting with him but uh, anyway are they english uh let's see let me look through these notes uh i well they did move from england yeah. i mean so i i don't I, I mean it's probably in here somewhere but i'd have to go through all my notes to find it your notes <laughs> I keep I keep all that stuff, Jake. That's one of the first things you learn in I know. J school is keep all your keep, keep all, all your, your notes. And the I, only thing I haven't kept is all the phone numbers. For whatever reason, I haven't done that, and I probably should have. But I, doesn't the 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 Tribune gives you an archive of all your columns too, right? Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I can do that too. Yeah, that's probably the easiest way to do it. That is that oh. is easy. Uh, but no doubt, Joe Ingles has made a big-time impact uh, on this franchise and on the community. He's very popular around here. He was smart to he was smart to come on with DJ PK when they invited him. I'm surprised more athletes don't don't uh, pursue those same kinds of things. Yeah, come on the big show. Let's let's have the Donovan Mitchell show. Let's make that happen. Yeah, who can we get on the big show with us every week? Let's see, because. The way that happened, PK went to Joe and said, "Hey Joe, uh, let's come on the show." And Joe said, "All right." <laughs> uh, and the thing about it, and the thing about it is, he's he's so he's been so regular about it. You know, PK likes to tell that story that way, but there there were another couple of people involved that helped make that happen. <laughs> there always are. Right? <laughs> yeah, there was there was more to the story than just that. But yeah, <laughs> what's yeah. the rest of it? I, I'm, I've just heard PK's version. Uh, there was, there were some folks in the jazz that uh, that thought he might have the personality to really make that work. So. Oh well, yeah, but somebody had to come up with the idea to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I know. PK was involved. You know, according to my notes here, Joe he never watched NBA basketball growing up. Your, your notes there. Well, it's of course it comes on in the uh, in the middle of the night. <laughs> what are you laughing about? Just cause, yeah, just your tone of voice cracks me up. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad. You, anyway, uh, my, yeah, So so Joe's made it. Joe's made it big. He's made more money than he ever thought he would, and uh, you know he's. He's 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 earned it. He's earned it the hard way, and good for him. And he's done a good job with with DJ and PK. It is it's great radio. Always a always a highlight of the week with those guys. It was on Wednesday uh, this week because of the schedule, but usually they try to do it around uh, or on Thursdays, and it's usually a, around nine o'clock, sometimes a little bit before, sometimes a little after, because he uh, he's mixed it into his routine because he loves uh, dropping off his kids at school. It's kind of their their moment, you know. Uh, all right, joining us now, uh, our friend Mike Wilson with Any Hour Services back in the house. Uh, of course, uh, you, real quick, it's funny that you say back in the house. Okay. This year, uh, we act, or sorry, last year, we actually started uh, a weekly podcast called In the House. Really? Where, yeah, where we, we talk about the major systems in the house, electrical, plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. And we each week I bring in uh, a manager from each department or from one specific department, and we pick a topic and we just like discuss it in depth. So oh, sometimes that's pretty they're cool. sometimes they're thirty minutes, sometimes they're an hour, and you know it's uh, 
it's it's part of our like effort to educate and empower homeowners to be able to like be informed about their homes and like try yeah. and do things themselves and and last year the with more people staying at home, they realized that they had um, a lot of projects around the house that needed right, attention. Right. And for years, we've been making DIY videos. We have a YouTube channel with over 60 DIY videos that like step by step that show you how to do stuff. And so our YouTube channel like blew up this year or last year. Sorry, I think it's 2020. We but know what you're getting at. Yeah, you get it. But uh, so anyway, it was funny that that's the reason I picked like in the house is like it just kind of flows off the tongue. Like, guess who's in the house, man? Look at you. You're good at what you do. I try. No, that's awesome because you, you like helping people, honestly. It's, yeah. it's what you guys are kind of about uh, as a company. And speaking of that, like with my furnace per se, like how do I know when it's struggling or how do I know when, you know, it might not be operating at max efficiency? Sure. Uh, I mean, if it's if it's getting a little bit older or it's been acting up, there is there is something called heat rise. And I'm going to try to explain it over the radio. It might uh, it might miss a little bit. But if you as long as you have a, a digital thermometer and you can tell the difference between the supply side and the return side down at the furnace, meaning the air that's going out to the house and the air that's coming back from the house to be conditioned, you can actually take your digital thermometer and you can read the temperature of the air coming off of the furnace and the temperature of the air coming back from the house. And the difference in those is what's called a heat rise. And if you look on the nameplate for your particular furnace, uh, it actually specs out, here's the range that your furnace should be. Like for mine, uh, when I take those temperatures, it should be no more or no less than uh, between 20 degrees and 50 degrees mm. difference between those. And if your system is reading out of range, then it's probably not, uh, you know, working the way that it is, the way that it could. Right. The so way it's there, intended to. So is there something that we can do ourselves to help it run better? Um, yeah. I mean, you, let's see. All those little things that we've talked about, if, if it's not performing the way that it should, more than likely it's an airflow issue. And so the two biggest things that you can do, we've kind of discussed as far as like making sure you're keeping a clean air filter and that you're, uh, you know, keeping the vents open around the house. There are a couple of other places that like there's if you have an air conditioner attached to your system, which most people do in the state, um, there's something called an evaporator coil and it sits above the heat exchanger and it looks like a radiator. It actually looks like the unit that you you've got outside with all those little fins and the refrigerant is running back and forth and it's super, super cold in the summer. And so as the air blows across it, that's how it makes the air cold. Right. Well, that radiator thing, it can get plugged up with dirt and dust and all kinds of things. If your filter isn't catching all of that stuff, it gets dirty and that can restrict airflow. So if, you're, if your system is operating out of range of that heat rise um, and you want to inspect that. And that's, that's one of the things that we inspect as part of the 34-point tune-up because that's one of the harder things uh, to check if you don't know what you're doing. But it's also, like, I went through the ma the owner's manual, and, like, I have a video on how to inspect that coil, how to huh. clean it yourself if you want to, the inside and the out one, how to actually do the temperature rise. If you go to Any Hour Service, if you go into YouTube and search Any Hour Services and go to our channel, you're going to find playlists. One of them has the podcast playlist, and the other one actually has uh, DIY videos. And the most recent ones that we've been releasing have been furnace-related just because those are the ones I'm making this time of year working on my furnace. Awesome. Jake, can Mike hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 
When we come back, at some point, you know, you're talking about heat rise and all. Can we talk run capacitors and relay boards and <laughs> igniters and burner tubes? Uh, maybe yeah. a little limit switch and pressure switches and transformers. Yeah, all those things that you just Googled when you Googled furnace parts to try and impress Mike. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about all of those things if you want. We can talk about flame sensors and rollout switches, high limit switches. You got You throw the terms at me, Gordo. You got it. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this tune-up. Let's talk about helping folks out. Yeah, so uh, normally, you know, we charge $99 to go through the system and perform the manufacturer's recommended maintenance inspection items. It's an annual, uh, you know, maintenance that they recommend you have a professional do. We document all our findings. We leave you with a full written report of what we find. Uh, tonight, Zone listeners aren't going to have to pay 99 bucks because of, you know, Gordon's you know, chiding there at the beginning, you're going to be able to lock in a $70 savings and get this done for only 29 bucks. Now, you can schedule for whenever you want, um, but the key is you have to call before 6 o'clock tonight and mention that you heard the show and you want the $29 deal. Get on the books tonight. You heard Mike. Save 70 bucks on a 34-point furnace tune-up. It's normally $99, but tonight it's 29 bucks for Zone listeners. But you got to call before 6, 801-443-7400. That's 801-443-7400. Any hour services. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. All right, more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's highest-rated, most-listened-to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Stop by your locally-owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. We've got a market update coming up at 3.50. Our friend Matt Williamson, NFL insider, at 4.30 and then lock at 5, so stay tuned. Gordon, we have some breaking news. Let's hear it. Uh, the originally scheduled February 27th matchup between BYU men's basketball and Gonzaga has been moved to Monday, February 8th, with a 9 p.m. tip-off at the Marriott Center, the game will be broadcast on ESPN. Well, just coming up in a few days. Uh, yeah, BYU lost that game, or not lost, I guess. Uh, the, the game against San Diego was canceled. And so uh, this it, flexibility, Gordon, name of the game. I got no problem with this stuff. Uh, bump that game up, play it while you can get it in. And uh, and be smart about it. Um, and if I understand correctly, uh, BYU the team was down there ready to go. It happened uh, in short order before the game was to start. And that's so. happened. That's the second time uh, that that's happened to BYU. At least it's my understanding. Just it's just this the pandemic everybody's dealing with right now, and uh, you want as much safety as possible. That's that's priority number one. Should be anyway. Well, I, I'm fine with them moving these games around, though, I guess would be my point, you know, especially if yeah. you're a team like Gonzaga and you're um, – well, and BYU, for that matter, who's trying to to put together a resume worthy of getting into the NCAA tournament. You certainly don't want to lose I, – I keep using the word lose. That That's not the right context. You don't you don't want to not play important games against good, uh, against good teams because – you don't have that many of them on your schedule, so I think does it, it benefit? Does it benefit BYU to play Gonzaga and lose to them? Yes, 
because of the wonky way in which the selection committee yep. picks teams, you actually your ranking your ranking goes up when you lose to a good team. It benefits you to play good teams. It's actually kind of well, part of what works against BYU and the WCC. There's no better team in college basketball than Gonzaga. So I don't know. Don't a, we have a, that's a blessing and a curse? I I think Gonzaga is very go, good and uh, and certainly worthy of the the number one. Um, Who are you going with, Baylor? But I don't know. There's three undefeated teams now, right? Isn't that uh, isn't that right? Here I'll bring it up. Yeah, uh, I, I I let me say it this way: Gonzaga is the best team I've seen, and of course I haven't seen them all, but uh, they, I'm very impressed by what the Zags have this year. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Yeah, Baylor said two, Villanova's at three with one loss. We've got Michigan, Houston, Texas, Ohio State. So um, Baylor's put together. Uh, it's too bad that game got canceled between Gonzaga and Baylor earlier in the year, because that would have been one. That would have been one heck of a matchup. Of course, in basketball games, like any team can win. It's that's one of the charms of that postseason tournament is just the craziness of it. But uh, uh, I just, I, I, I just don't know how anybody's going to beat the Zags this year. I'm not saying it can't happen because it can happen, but for BYU to have a shot against that team, I just, I'm not seeing it. I think BYU has a shot. They've they've beat them in other years where we thought it was uh, not possible to do. I mean they yeah, but they this is, this is Gonzaga's best team that I've seen. I think. Well, Gonzaga they beat Gonzaga in Spokane on the last game of the year against an undefeated Gonzaga team. Now I don't know if we can compare that team and this one, but I mean they were good enough to be undefeated then. Yeah, that's a good point. Okay, I gotta agree with you on that. I guess it can happen, but it seems like it's a tall, tall order. Remember that the Spokane newspaper uh, printed before the game <laughs> happened that congratulations to Gonzaga on their undefeated season. <laughs> Oops. Ugh. And then, of course, I I believe they had the another rematch down in Vegas at the WCC tournament, and that did not uh, that did not end well for BYU because that uh, boy I, I haven't heard a headline like that in the newspaper since uh since uh Dewey beat Truman you know actually didn't the Deseret News print that Kyle Whittingham was going to uh BYU that when that was happening when he took the Utah job am I not remembering I not, that right I do not I don't know you might be I, I do not recall. I thought that and, and by the way no I'm not trying to take Shots at the the Deseret News. You and I both had a little, uh, you know, behind the scenes view of how that particular story came to light. And Wit <laughs> Wit himself didn't make that decision until late at night, and it had gone back and forth a couple of times that day on which direction that uh, that he was going to go. And I think the Des News came to the point where, hey, we've got to print it, and and it turned out that he changed his mind one more time. Yeah. You don't think that uh, Kyle uh, would, at any point, has wished that he had uh, made that uh, a different decision, do you? Um, I certainly wouldn't want to speak for him on such things, but I would guess not. I mean, he's the done... only time I can think of it is when he was having his uh, was banging heads with uh, Chris Hill, and uh, he had threatened to to go elsewhere, but. Uh, He's he's really done a nice job there at Utah. And Utah football widely respected around the country. They're not at the highest level, but you talk to coaches, and they will tell you that Kyle Whittingham's team is more often than not prepared to play just about anybody. Well, and now he's in the Pac-12 too. <clears throat> you know, it's a different job than it was when he took it. Yeah. 
Yes, that's that's true, and but 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 that's part of the challenge. That's part of the climb. Sure. And he's he's been up to that. It's uh, also Utah. part of the re- the reward. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And he's making over four million a year. Now, yeah. Right? <laughs> There's that. And all the and all the uh, uh, country club memberships and and other lovely perks that come al- come along with winning a bunch of football games. Yep, that's the upside to uh, modern college coaching. Do you think he shows up in jeans and an Oscar the Grouse shirt when he goes and plays at, at one of those clubs? No, but he is—he wasn't trying to be funny like I was. That was—that was okay. The Oscar the Grouse—you were trying funny. to be funny, but the jeans—that was not. And the jeans are what got me thrown out. Which time? Although, just the one time. I've only been thrown out once. I thought you had to. You were at the range or something, and you had to go into uh, the pro shop to buy some gear because uh, that did that, that did happen too. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have a memory like an elephant, Gordon. <laughs> that did happen, although I still didn't understand it completely because uh, I think my wife had on a, uh, a tank top or something, and I and I was the one that had to go change. I didn't have to. It, it just that the guy who was giving us uh, some tips, he said, uh, "You might, you know, I, you don't have to, but you know, you go over and get yourself one of those golf shirts." And I went over there and got a good one. It was it was nice. It was on sale, and so I just threw it on and back at it. That was his nice way of saying you're embarrassing yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the at point. Least he, at least right. he didn't chuck me out of there. He said, "Here, there's the shop right over there. Head on over." You didn't get that. So oh, you again? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we talked well, about this? <laughs> I did. I said to him, "I said, well, I did get thrown out of here once." He said, "I know. I know. You're a legend. You're a legend at the at the Willow Creek Country Club." Oh, brother. You're the you're oh, the. I almost joined that club when we moved to Utah. I almost joined that club. My wife and I went down there and. Checked it out and thought about it long and hard, but and didn't. You do guys it. were a little too good for it, I know. No, that yeah. wasn't it at all. Was you, that what I was implying there? You Come did kind of say that. It, you were kind of all. implying that it's not a prestigious enough for you. No, I know. That wasn't what I was saying. One bit. <laughs> Many fine people down there. You know, you are the anecdote that employees there hand down to the next employee. Like, let me tell you about this one time. That this guy came to the course in an Oscar the Grouch shirt. <laughs> I have not worn that Oscar the Grouch shirt since that day. It's sitting in my closet. I'm waiting for the right occasion to pull it out and, and they, you know, wear it. But I, I have not come to that point yet. All right. We've got a market update coming up for you next. Stay tuned. It's the big show. 97. For all, you, for all, for all you country clubbers, i got a market update for you. And 1280 The Zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you for making us a part of your day. It is time, uh, as we do every day at this time, for a market update uh, brought to you by our friends at trydaytrading.com. 
Uh, now anyone can be a day trader. Visit trydaytrading.com. Gordon, how the markets do today, buddy? Pretty flat today, Jake. Uh, the Dow was uh, up 36 points. Uh, the NASDAQ was down two points, and the S&P was up uh, nearly four points. So, yeah, yeah, nice. Flat is the name of the game. That's kind good. Flat. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. good. Better than losing. Uh, well, yeah, the NASDAQ was down two points, but, yeah, I mean, mixed trading. You know, it's like uh, when you go to uh, to Wendover to play a little blackjack. I'll I'll take coming away even, way better than losing. <laughs> well, at least I, and in I this rarely, case. I rarely, rarely win. So I usually <laughs> am, am pretty stoked about coming out even. Well, at least in this case, you're investing in something being built or trying to be built anyway, right? Right. Exactly. Are you really a never uh, a never gambler, Gordon? You've never gambled in your entire life. You never sat down at a table and uh, and played a little twenty one. No, I did. I watched a couple of my friends do it once, and uh, one of my friends who you know, uh, he he was down like uh, about a hundred bucks inside of about fifteen minutes, and uh, another friend who you know was also there, and he he lost a little. And I turned and I said, it seems that I'm having a lot more fun than you guys are. Just can't I believe just you've watching. never done it. I, 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 <laughs> when, I was, when I was in college, I think I went back to uh, uh, my home at that time back east and went, went to Atlantic City and threw a few coins in a uh, slot machine. I think I... I, I what I did was I just said, okay, I got thirty bucks here. I'm gonna just toy with that. And at one point, I was up to a hundred, and then it, I'd pretty much lost it all. I think I walked away with a little something extra. But I'm not a gambler. I I haven't been, and uh, I, I don't know. I mean, do you enjoy it? Oh yeah, it's it's all sorts of fun. Um, you know, like any compulsive behavior, it uh, you know you gotta keep things in check or whatever but uh yeah it's it's great fun going out to wendover for a night I'll, although i'll uh, i'll give you this advice gordon if if you ever decide that you want to make the jaunt out to good old dover for a night of uh, of uh, putting it all on the line don't stay two nights one is enough <laughs> okay thanks for that uh <laughs> Unless, that advice it, you know even yeah. if you want to play a little golf play a little golf and then pack it, it two nights in wendover was uh, is a lot I have never sat down at a table and played any game where you, should. you know you 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 have to be involved in that way. I mean, I played blackjack as a kid, you know, just as a card game, but not for anything, you know, no Snickers bars involved in any of that. But uh, let's go. Anyway, let's I, let's do a let's do a Friday Wendover night when the when life goes back to normal. And uh, let, let's see. I, I bet you. Uh, I bet you're a lucky gambler, Gordon. You're you're lucky in life in general. Let's let's test that have, out at the table. To, do you have to be talented? Do you have to be knowledgeable? Do you have to? Are are they looking for people who are like me who don't know what they're doing? And is that is that the perfect mark for uh, for a, a gambling establishment? Well, I'll say this. That's why you don't start out at the crap table because you really should know what you're doing when you're playing that game. Um. Uh, which I uh, uh, that is not my game. I've played it before, but you should really know what you're doing there. But if you're if you're blackjack, uh, that one's pretty simple. As long you know, don't take the dealer's bus card. You know, there's certain numbers that you, everybody's kind of common sense. Do you what count you hit cards on what you when do. you do that? Uh, no, 
And unless you're actually talking to a professional gambler, nobody is counting. Nobody's counting. Cards. Okay, so so rank. We'll do real quick for me. Rank the the easiest to the hardest, or the simplest to the most sophisticated, as far as gambling choices at uh, over oh. wherever. Oh, I don't know. I I I, I mean, expertise wise, I have no idea. Roulette's pretty easy. I mean, that's that's pretty simple, right? Uh, there are different bets that you can do with roulette, but that's pretty straightforward. Blackjack's easy. I don't know. There's all sorts of games you can play. I like pie poker. Myself. Poker, poker takes some some talent, right? I mean, well, that's oh. the idea. You you want something that you can affect the outcome at least a little bit. Yeah. Unless that actually turns out to be a detriment. Well, well, that's the point. Is you hopefully know what you're doing, where you can <laughs> you can improve your odds, not sink the ship. Look, I, I've never had any problem with people who, who can who can gamble for fun and responsibly. And, you know, I, I did, I've told you before, I did do an in-depth dive on compulsive gambling when I worked in Los Angeles and talked to many people down there. And the stories they told were fascinating and in some cases rather tragic as far as finances go. But... Uh, uh, I, I don't most people keep it under control. You know, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what different people's situations are. When I was down in Vegas watching my friends who were playing, there happened to be a gentleman at the end of the table on the other side around, and he was playing. And I'm telling you, he lost, I think he lost, I don't know what it was, but it seems like it was thousands and thousands of dollars uh, inside of a half an hour. And I thought, this guy must be able to afford that, you know. I mean, he, he must, he must, because he he lost the kid's college fund inside of a half an hour, and it, to him maybe it was just, hey, it's all relative, you know. I mean, I got, I got a whole bunch of money, and I can, I can goof around this way. It's fun, but he was playing, playing like thousand dollar hands and whatnot. Yeah, you see that from time to time. People with a lot of money out there. Um, I, if you, for example, Gordon, could get in on those like James Bond style poker games, I bet you'd have that kind of buy-in. Oh, yeah, oh sure. Yeah, the only problem is that James always knew what he was doing, right? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You could get it. You could bankroll it. You could bankroll Mike in one of those games. Mike from uh, Any Hour Services jumping on with us. It's what, true. What's you your, could. What's your go-to game when you're when you're uh, find yourself at a casino? Well, I. Uh blackjack just because i don't know enough about the strategy i don't invest any time in trying to learn like texas hold'em and 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 different and slots have always they've never made sense to me to sit down and just put money in a machine and pull a handle or now push a button or yeah, whatever me either those those don't make any sense to me but like uh, blackjack i feel like the rules are simple enough like is you know 16 hit 15 or you know yeah, over yeah. under like type of thing i can kind of pretend and my favorite is when i get a dealer that's like helping me out and and it goes Give goes my tip. way yeah, yeah but i made a mistake over the you know the the quarantine when we were all in the house and we were we were doing more family games and stuff and so i decided to teach the kids how to play blackjack nice and i decided to you know get the little penny jar and and i gave them each you know 25 uh you know pennies and i was teaching them you know how the game worked and stuff and i told the kids i was like hey you know what you can keep whatever you win uh and you know when you're when you're out of money you're out of money and it was funny to watch the three different personalities of the kids and i realized that i may have made a mistake because my uh my daughter my youngest she's like 12 and she was playing and she got like this really 
euphoric high when she would like win to the point where she re- she st- her bets started getting bigger and bigger <laughs> and then when she was like out of money she was like can can I play with my own money? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, uh oh, don't oh, tell man. mom that we did this. <laughs> Maybe we should start on a lesson here, right? But, uh, uh, hey, Mike, Mike, that's a proud parenting moment, right? Uh, yeah, this is the first place I've shared it. So. <laughs> <laughs> on the radio, don't worry, nobody's listening. <laughs> I hope they are. Uh, <laughs> let's, in fact, for those who are listening, those millions, uh, let's <laughs> let's uh, help with another tip, shall we? We're talking about furnaces today. Yeah, sure. Uh, I've actually found it helpful. You know, we talk about the importance of um, changing our air filters. And from talking to people, no one's ever arguing and be like, nah, you don't need to change your air filter. And the reason that we don't do it, because we see it all day, every day, dirty air filters, we don't do it because we get busy and we forget. And so I've found it helpful to actually just set a reoccurring reminder in my phone. It goes off once a month. It says, check the air filter. I've got a reusable one, so I just go and I clean it every month. But you can set it for two, three months if if that's how often you change changers but uh, that's been super helpful and i know we talked about the owner's manual earlier but the besides the maintenance section of the owner's manual another thing that's helpful so go and google your furnace uh the brand of your furnace plus you know owner's manual see what comes up and then next time if you're experiencing some issues there's actually a trouble uh troubleshooting section that's very homeowner friendly where you can actually read through the things and it's written so that like if you're experiencing this here are some of the possible solutions and that can help i mean if you're a diyer then you can go to youtube and like try and search those things but it also can help so that you don't feel like you're at a disadvantage when the technician comes in there and says like oh the thingamabob is broken and you got to do this and you know not everybody knows all those terms that gordon did earlier (laughs) and so but uh, the owner's man was a good resource for you all right so let's talk about why it's so important to have your furnace serviced every year because of course you guys have a great deal going on tonight sure i mean i think one of the biggest reasons is a safety aspect especially when it comes to the furnace you know uh you know we've joked about it before but with the technology advances, we still, to heat our homes, pipe gas into a metal cabinet in the basement and light it on fire. And we probably want to make sure it's doing it safely and, you know, everything's burning properly and igniting the way that it should. Uh, another thing is, uh, we alluded to this earlier, but if you know what you're looking for and what tests to run, your furnace a lot of times will warn you when the parts are getting fatigued so you don't have to worry about an unexpected breakdown in the middle of the night or on the weekend when you got after hours fees it's harder to get a hold of hvac companies and so just being aware of of those types of things i think those are some of the biggest benefits of doing these tune-ups you know i personally love waking up at three in the morning when it's 30 degrees in the house and all of a sudden yeah you still got little ones at home don't you yeah right no it's a big deal in all seriousness For, for me like i personally i like to sleep with the window open so that doesn't bother me but all those families i mean that's if you've got kids at home you don't want to be like having the furnace go out in the middle of the night that's when it gets stressful it's a huge deal for sure so uh we're talking about getting that furnace serviced and now is a great chance because you 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 have a great deal tonight yeah absolutely uh it's 70 dollars off our 99 dollars comprehensive 34 point furnace tune-up um you got to call tonight before six o'clock you can schedule this thing for whenever it's most convenient for you but if you want to lock in that savings and i mean we go through and we check all the things that manufacturers do we we check all the things that we've been talking about airflow we check the safety the ignition sequence and run a heating ability test that we simulate a really cold night so that if there are any parts that are fatigued hopefully they show the signs and we can warn you ahead of time 29 bucks if you call tonight before six o'clock and mention you want the gordon deal 
And a little side note, by the way, I've had one of these, and you guys are, are customer service is your thing, but very thorough and very clear. Thank you. They point out everything so, so well. Uh, all right, so take advantage of it. Call any hour services right now. Save $70 on a 34-point furnace tune-up. It's a $99 value, only 29 bucks. But you've got to call tonight. You've got to do it before 6. Uh, just get on the books before 6. Yep, it's not, correct. Not, uh, you don't have to upheave your life. For no, a, we're not going to get there before 6. <laughs> We've had a lot of people calling. So if you're having trouble getting through, be patient. Just keep trying. Keep doing it. All right, 801-443-7400. That is the number, 801-443-7400. Any hour services. Thank you, Mike. You're welcome. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.